next month, Cannibal Corpse will release their 15th studio album, Violence Unimagined, via Metal Blade Records. Violence Unimagined is state-of-the-art death metal played with passion and breathless precision, making for another flawless addition to the band's celebrated catalog. Pre-order your copy of Violence Unimagined now at metalblade.com slash cannibal corpse. Once again, pre-order your copy, Violence Unimagined, the 15th studio record from Cannibal Corpse, metalblade.com slash cannibal corpse. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Spych, Brandon Hahn, and Sylvia Alvarado. That was a blatant lie, yeah. voice guy. What's yeah. going on? It's the Metal Sucks Podcast. I will not be Petter Spych. He, he's got a little flu. He's feeling a little under the weather. Aww. A little boo-boo, a little oh, whammy. No. Uh, I'll be Brandon Hahn for today, tomorrow. I'll be someone else. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at your buddy Gooch. And over to my right, we have... Oh, uh, this is hard. (laughs) Whoa. For the second week in a row, I forgot how to podcast, number one. And number two, I was like, I've been learning how to play piano, so my right and my left is all fucked up. I'm real messed up, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm Jocelyn Sharp. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp on TikTok at Wizard of Jaws, J-O-Z. Yeah, that's me. There you go. And next to me on my left, that is my left. We're talking to, we're talking to, not Jocelyn Sharp, we're talking to. Sylvia, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's the Sylvia. And coming up later on the show, Pete had a very informative interview with 68's very own Josh Scogan. They're going to be talking about the brand new album they put out, Give One, Take One. But as always, we have to talk about the Metal Sucks News, you dirty dogs. Hmm. Get the news at your mouth. Get the facts straight. Don't deliberate or I'll tell you fucking never. Get the news at your mouth. My dick is going in. You don't know where it's been. You better not bullshit me. True. Yes. You really got into it. I You're really like, did. Mm. I felt it. it, it, it that, that rage was, it just came right out of me. Give me the truth, you son of the bitches. All right. So, Where's your dick been? <laughs> in the wife. Um <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I mean, I want to go back to sleep. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm look, upset about Aww. today. <laughs> I just, I'm Aww. not saying. Yeah, I mean, you said in it. I mean, I don't. Okay. Okay, just move Let's on. Just moving on. Moving the news. on. Moving on. <laughs> Jocelyn's here, so she brings out the worst in me. That's what happens. Oh, it's my That's, fault. It's always Jocelyn. It's my fault. I can't sit there and focus on like puppies and ice cream when Jaws is next yeah, to me. I got to weird. You guys can't see, but I'm holding up cue cards. That's like talk about your penis. Talk about your pee pee. And I'm like, you got it, boss. Right. <laughs> How can I say no to you? How can I say no to that? That cue card. Pete would never encourage me to talk about my dick. He'd be like, shut down the conversation right now. No more fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, speaking okay. of speaking of things that are not fun, um, the N-word. God, I mean, mm. no fun, right? No. Nah, it's yeah. There is not a section in Party City for on it. On a scale yeah. of, of like one to fun, it's about like a negative zero. Yeah, you're not going to go to Party City and see N-word plates and, and balloons. No. It's just not a good thing to do, Mm-mm. not a good thing to say, not a good Mm-mm. thing to hear. And it's literally been enough years now. We all know it. Right, right, right. We all know. And my thing is, is like, um, if you're saying it, you're obviously saying it for an effect. And granted, there's certain people out there that can say it and they'll get a a certain effect. And there's others that will say it and get the opposite effect. Uh, One of those people is flaw flaw vocalist frontman 
Christopher Voles, I guess he dropped the N-word at a show uh, during, during a live concert, and I guess there were three people in the front row, and the quote that he said was... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no. There's three of you N-words sitting right there pointing. He goes, I'd like one of you to come up here. You're all white. So that's not racist. Uh, here's, here's something I'd like to point out is if you are yelling racial slurs at a group of white people, that defines a racist rally. I mean, my deal is, is it's like, even if you're, I don't know if you're saying it just for like, hey, look, I just said something. He's saying I, it I because he's saying it because that's what he says at home. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe because that's what he says with his friends. Him but, and his friends all say it and they they think it's like it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why he's saying it. It slipped. Right, right. And that's why he went, it's not racist because you're all white. Because that's what him and his friends tell each other when they all talk about why they think they should be able to say the N-word whenever they want. All right. Like, uh, you shouldn't be saying the N-word <laughs> really? at all. Well, what if you're Especially listening? Especially if you're the lead singer for Flaw. Yeah. Like, what do you do? <laughs> what if you're listening to Ice Cube? Are you allowed to, say, are you allowed to sing along the words to Bop Gun? No. No. You skip what about, the- what about Fuck the Police? Why do you want to say the N-word so bad? Because it's Fuck the Police. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not, just not I can't police, lose myself. Police. Yeah, I can't lose myself in the music and be like, <laughs> like stop. Sure, sure stop. you can. Oh, sure well, you no. Can. Oh, in the music, I lose myself all the time. I'm just saying. <laughs> Now, granted, I'm just very lucky that that song and doesn't I, just I pop on. I want to point on. out that racial slurs shouldn't be that hard to swallow. Well, you're right. Oh, <laughs> I'm just be when you're listening to, to it in your car. When you're listening to it in your car, I don't. Now, granted, if you're listening to it in your car, fine. But if all of a sudden, uh, fuck the police pops on the the, the grocery store speaker, and then you're saying it, you're like, you know what? Refrain a little. First I'm going to go on a limb and say there was no NWA playing at the Flaw concert. Oh. But first off, if it's played at a grocery store, that's a hip grocery that's store. Yeah, that's a Trader Joe's that's, or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a trendy ass fuck. Listen, we, none store. of us should be talking about this. None of us are black. We don't know what the fuck the experience is. We don't know what it's like. We don't know what matters. What, we don't know say what it? does it. Yeah. I just said I said it during Ice Cube. I know what it feels like. It feels like I'm saying a word. <laughs> Just like guess, guess it feels like I'm saying a word. Just like I say word. It's like, I think when that, I'm singing along with the music. Now, when you call people, when you insult people and like point that, people to their and face. point people to their face, <laughs> yeah. that's where you're losing it. Yeah, that's where the conversation gets lost. But then he knows he did something wrong because he had to backtrack and explain why. Right, because well, it's know? intent, and the, there's no intent right there. That's good. What? It, how are you gonna cut that? That's yeah. You know, no matter what, like I'm always gonna be a proponent for looking at intent over content, but. If, if you're pointing at someone, what is the good intent there? There's no, yeah. right. there's no way to cut that. That you're when you're like, oh, I was just trying to, because you're white. Yeah, it's, it's white. It's, it's totally ironic. Cool. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> what? Nah, he's man. trying to be cool. Yeah, man. go back to the shed in your backyard with the Confederate flag where you smoke your joints and leave us alone. Mm. Who knows? The shed. <laughs> I mean, that's where I'd keep it if I had one. Right, of course. If, yes. you, if, if you were a racist, you wouldn't just keep it in your garage. Uh, I mean, I guess if you were a racist, you'd you keep wouldn't it in be your ashamed. living room. Yeah, you'd put it right in your living room. Like this is me. Okay. Yeah, listen, if, like, I don't know. Yeah, if you were like, if you were like a card carrying <laughs> racist, like if somebody had asked you and you were just like, oh yes, of course, why why wouldn't I be? You know, uh, yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> I guess you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's not anyway, and not only that, it's gonna be outside your garage. It's gonna be. It's gonna be in front of your house. You're like, everywhere. that's all glory. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, like, believe me, when people are ignorant, when they want to let it be known, 
uh, they let it be known. Well, and on the subject of being ignorant, who is accusing the singer of flaw for being a bastion of great society? Well, I'm just... And behavior. It's just, <laughs> like, look, dude, I, I think... I, I'm not going to sit there and say the guy's a racist, okay? I think if you say a word, it doesn't make you a racist. Is, but what I'm saying is, is, it's like, I just think that, dude, be smarter. Be much smarter, about these types of yes. things. I mean, dude, like the like if you haven't been paying attention to society, we already had our moment. Like we had probably about a, a 20, 30 year moment where it's like, you know, we, we pushed every button. We tried to figure out like ways where it was allowed. People just don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, You're going to make everybody yeah. uncomfortable. And, and the thing is, always look, somebody at the Flaw concert, your fans were obviously uncomfortable and they posted about it. All I'm saying is, is just stop making people uncomfortable. For what? For what for reason? What? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a fine line if you want to make people uncomfortable for real change, but what kind of change are you making right well, I here? I mean, I guess if you're in it's fly... Freedom of speech. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But if you're in fly, you really haven't gotten any real attention since now what I call music CDs were popular, so... Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute. It's been a rough well, 10 guess years what? for them. Well, uh, but he's getting talked about on the n- number top three po- metal podcast. <laughs> He's, yeah. cl- he's climbing to the top. Hell yeah. No press is bad press, no they say. No press is bad press. <laughs> hey, Chris, I got an idea. Yeah. We're going to plant three assholes in the front of the show. <laughs> Drop and then this. what you're going to call them. Yeah, say this phrase and the world's going to be shook. <laughs> Done. I think there's some things that just need to go to the wayside. The N-word, small penis shaming, a few other things. Oh, look at Chaslin right here. Yeah. Why, why does Paul, Paul small penis? <laughs> Penis shaming have to go to the wayside. Uh, because I don't think it's fair. I think that that's like, you know, small penises are valid too. Small titties are valid. Little vaginas are valid. Big vaginas Dude, are valid. You sound like Martin Luther King right now. You I sound, you, you are dream. leading. Yes. I have a dream <laughs> that all genitals will be created equal. Oh my God. You know that's a lie. But my thing is, is like. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying that I would be stoked to come across a micro penis. I've come across three micro penises in my life. I wasn't stoked. You were slightly disappointed pointed but you're like i'm gonna work with this but here's yeah. what, here's, an onion ring in my fries what the <laughs> fuck here's what I, here's that's what, bomb here's what i can say is of those three if they had better personalities i wouldn't have cared right. there would have been a second date if their personality was good <laughs> <laughs> not a third but you know what though i mean a I second least, one one of them played talk dirty to me on the acoustic guitar three times during our date that's too many times and you know what? i'm gonna tell you something though and that small penis is what gave him the motivation to learn that guitar exactly so let me tell you something if you do have a small penis guys put it towards something positive (laughs) (laughs) the more this is what happens when Pete's not here yeah exactly (laughs) i put i put my energy towards podcasting so and penises and penises and And wieners (laughs) oh god anyways our point is shut up flaw i'm sure uh pete right now is listening I, I, I want to. I, I think Pete is already. We're only. Uh, let's see how how much further. We're four are, minutes in. Four minutes Pete's in. I think Pete's already. Bleeding. I think Pete's already slammed his, the palm of his hand to his forehead <laughs> seven times. Just like guys. Stop talking about you know, penises. Yeah, stop talking about penises. This Shut is a up, very, Pete. Go read a, a go read a six syllable word. It's a very classy show. Okay, let's talk about another one of the topics we love talking about here on the Metal Sucks podcast. Um, we hate watching artists not get paid. Okay. Maybe if Chris from flaw was getting paid, he'd have a better vocabulary. He'd be reading <laughs> some more books. But my thing is, is like, yeah, that's what's holding him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, but Spotify, 
Okay, this is, this is a streaming service that all of us have come to hate, and even though you know we're all kind of victims of it, but like we hate the thing that we that we. I hate you so much. Take my money. It's a toxic heart, relationship. Heart, yeah, heart. heart yeah. You want to make yeah. a Spotify playlist? Fuck Spotify. Yeah, fuck you, Spotify. <laughs> this, this is my Spotify playlist called Fuck Spotify. Yeah, fuck Spotify. <laughs> Track one, flaw. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Spotify, they now launched a new website called Loud and Clear, which seems aimed at combating any pay rate related backlash. The site includes all kinds of facts, which are clearly intended to reassure customers that they're not screwing over their favorite bands by using the service. For example, they claim they paid out $5 billion in royalties last year. Okay, so they posted a whole nother website that doesn't do shit, but it just educates people on the fucking Spotify. That's really, that's what this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Basically what this is, is taking away the word retard and replacing it with you know, a special needs or something like that, where it's like, I don't know this, yeah. this more has like the opposite energy of Trump not showing his taxes. Yeah. Like it's the opposite energy. It's like, like, look at what I'm spending my money on. <laughs> right, and yeah. it's like, mm. well, it's, con- it's, it's also, it sounds kind of condescending too, especially with the name loud and clear. Yeah. Yeah. You know? loud and cl- yeah. So it's like either we're hearing you loud and clear. Like this is all like, this is our receipts of what we're doing to our, for our artists, you know? Mm, yeah, exactly. You're like loud and clear. Guys, look, we're going to say this loud and clear. <laughs> yeah. This is how we loop up our fist and put it in Ozzy's asshole. Listen, you, know I mean? like this. you need to listen, people. <laughs> listen. If, if it costs $5, we have to pay them $1, $3 in hosting costs, a dollar in web yeah. costs, yes. and a dollar in overhead. Listen Elf- to Matt. Who is going to read all of this? That's what I'm saying. No and, one. And that's what no. I'm getting at. It's like when you look at Spotify and you're like, how many more hands are in that cookie jar that need to be? You well, know? here's the thing that I'm not going to, that I, I never, in look, whatever, you, people can feel how they want to feel about Spotify. But here's something that I've been opened my eyes to is that independent artists are making a living on Spotify right now. You know, over the pandemic, people turned their music into into work because Spotify allows independent artists to make money on you their are, platform. You are right about that. I'm not saying... So there is a good side to it. So there is a it. good side to it, but... My point is, is where these artists were selling millions and millions of records and getting paid hundreds of thousands, even millions. Now they're selling millions, and millions of records and maybe getting hundreds. And Spotify comes out and goes, oh, yeah, we, well, we paid out over five billion to artists. Yeah. But how was that spread out? Yeah. How is that? You know, what yeah. I mean, like, really? I mean, that, that, that's like one of those class action lawsuits. Whenever you see that on television, they're like, call now if you inhaled methocelioma or mesothelioma. Yeah. And no. then it's like and then you call up and then, and then you look into the thing. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, they're going to be it's a three million dollar lawsuit. But there's. 100,000 people that are involved in yeah. it. So we're all going to get how much? It's like 30 cents. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's stupid. So It's actually not that horrible. I think that it's <clears throat> the ratio is something like you can make $1,000 for every 10,000 plays or 100,000 plays or something. So so it's not horrible. All I'm saying is is back in the day you used to be able to make some real money. Now these guys, again, especially in the metal community. Listen, you guys like, don't hear about this a lot, but Gooch has a lot of scars from his days as a Motown singer and he doesn't like to talk about it. You know, if I could, if I could take out Barry it. Gordy, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Going back, I got to yeah, exactly. I, I was I started in Motown, and Joe Jackson used to smack the shit out of me. Oh. I was off key, <laughs> slapped you upside the head. He's like, it's ABC, not ABQ. You stupid mother. Pow. All right. Now, uh, speaking of stupid mothers, um, and I do 
typically throw that word around a lot. You're stupid. Uh, it's something I'm working on. No, you're not. <laughs> you're right. No, I was yeah, like, since yeah, when? Yeah, exactly. All right. That's you're, a totally, you're very bullshit right. Bullshit lie right there. <laughs> uh, you, you're right. You, know, you literally wow. use it as a term of endearment. <laughs> God, I'm like, oh, you're so fucking stupid. And they're like, Come oh, here. no, it's your friends. You call us stupid. You're like, what's yeah. up, stupid? Oh, yeah. All well, the yes. But, okay. Head. That. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey, stupid. Yes. yes. That's fun. But when I'm just kind of like, but when I'm like, but when we're talking, I'm like that's the dumbest fucking thing. I do that, and it's yeah. like, and I and I have a problem with it. It's very, it's it's. it's I'm something. proud of you for working on it. Yeah. Thank At least you, you're acknowledging stupid. It. But my thing is, just, <laughs> <laughs> it's but but uh, and, uh, this is my thing. Uh, I think you are next level fucking dumb like oh my Jesus. god oh my god that was like, like in the gut. did you hear right. the bass yeah. in that dumb? yeah exactly like, uh, that, like that was a minor fifth chord like, like like the lead singer of uh flaw would attend your ted talks if you, you know this is how fucking stupid you are if you believe that the world is flat <laughs> and you believe that 9-11 didn't happen didn't okay. shaquille o'neal think that doesn't isn't he a flat earther no not shaquille o'neal it's, it's um, Kyrie irving was and uh, then he got embarrassed Fu- i thought uh metal world peace too well he changed his name to metal world peace yeah that's yeah, true exactly i w- i think he thinks the moon is made of cheese it's just like <laughs> yeah. oh come on God. you know have you seen that metal world peace you ever seen the when he was ron artest and the whole detroit pistons melee oh i'll have to show you this yeah. video it's fucking crazy so again a person who's not who has a history of doing weird shit yeah earth is flat okay, okay. yeah so anyway, it was the uh, bass player for the Deftones in a band I love, Stephen Carpenter. That's right. Yeah, he came he out. Thinks and s- the Earth is flat. He thinks the Earth he- is flat, and he's been around the fucking world, bro. <laughs> you've been around the fucking world. If you've never, okay, imagine having jet lag and thinking the Earth is flat. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like really. You can't see China when you were up in the air from America. If the earth was flat, you'd be like, hey, there's a Great Wall of China. You could see it from New York, you dumb fuck. You know what I mean? Or California. Let's just say, let's He's make it easier on California. He's also the from the Deftones. Can you imagine the amount of LSD and acid that dude has done? He's yes. fried his brain. Of course the earth is flat to him. Yes, yes. See, that's the thing. It's like he's putting quarters on a ball and he's like, see, it doesn't. It just slips right off. That's what would happen if we were just fucking flat. The earth wasn't flat. But God, you stupid fuck. And my... And my it's thing like, is, have you ever seen anybody yeah. sail? And, and here's the thing, and, and I will, and this is where this is where I will apologize to Stephen. Okay, uh, all right. I was doing the Southern voice for Stephen. I, I think he's a California he's boy. So, so I'm over here like, hey, you dumb fuck, yeah, Stephen. No, yeah, I'm Stephen Carpenter. But you know what though, we're, we're taking that when I do do dumb voice, Stephen, you inherited it this time. <laughs> You inherited it. Now it's Steven's voice. It's now it's Steven's voice. Now it's, it's your you. Fault. It's your voice. Now everyone thinks you have 22 toes. This is your fucking fault. You brought this on yourself. The earth is not fucking flat. Do you know what, Steven? We watched you change. I know what you did there. I know. I liked it. And I think you were waiting for like, a, we're like, yeah. yeah. Jaws is like, I got it. Here we go. Let me throw this song lyric. Uh, that's a Gooch joke. No, she, I was, just, she was that, waiting for that. Joke. As, that is a Gooch joke. As soon as Gooch started uh, reading the story, Jaws was like, ooh, I got this. I got She's this. Like, ooh, I'm holding in my back pocket. Yes, right. I was going to do a knife party joke. You're going to be rocket skate. <laughs> yeah, dude. So again, um, so Chris, yeah. Chris, you apologize for your dumb N-word statement. All right. We'll let it slide. Let's shoot Steven in the cannon out into space. <laughs> exactly. <And he> can- <laughs> 
Can we tie Stephen to a rocket? <laughs> and then and tie wait, Chris. Make sure, and make sure Stephen is wearing a suit that can handle the Earth's uh, atmosphere and doesn't burn him up. Just yeah, so whatever can that have... suit the Red Bull guy was in. Yeah, put yeah. Him in that. Put him, gra- grab the same spaceship that, that they used to put the, the monkey in Sputnik. Just put him, <laughs> launch him into space. Just let him get an idea. Oh, so it is round. <laughs> well, how, how, don't I feel like a dum-dum? Yes, you are. You should. Oh, my God. Like, again, it's just when it would be dumber if he said it would be I think dumber is not even a word. So it would be it would be more dumb. (laughs) It would be it would be dumb cubed if he if he uh, said the fact that he's saying that that the earth is flat and he's been around the world makes him dumb cubed. If he said this and he just never left Ohio or never left California was making this conversation, Mm -hmm. then fine. But you've been around there's a reason why they call around the world because the world is a round thing okay it's not a flat i've never left the continental united states and i have no doubt that the earth is round <laughs> i don't think you need to leave the country i think you can see it we could walk outside right now and be like hmm. <laughs> you can see the curvature right there. and here's the thing and you hear people call, you hear people argue this they're like you'll go oh you well if you look outside you can actually see the curvature of the earth you wouldn't be able to see that far well in flat to what flat earth is what the sun rotates around the earth yeah. is that what you think that's that, first off <laughs> that's not they don't need they think the sun is fake they're probably like <laughs> it's the truman show yeah exactly it's what, the what government you, and it's like this big lamp yeah and that's what it is what are you talking about this is the greek god apollo <laughs> fucking come on speaking you know? of this the other day i was in traffic and i saw this bitch in a pt cruiser and i'm allowed to say this and you'll understand why in a second you're, you're, she, oh, had, she had non bumper stickers oh. all all over the back mm. of her car and when i pulled up she had hawaiian theme yeah and i just thought it was so funny that she was just like jamming in her car with all these QAnon oh, stickers just like gosh. a carefree hawaiian oh. person who's paranoid yeah <laughs> jesus yeah hang loose brother yeah she was white too yeah. oh, hang God. loose brother there you go fucking flip-flop yeah, hanging exactly. from her <laughs> rearview <laughs> mirror like you howie all idiot celebrities are pedophiles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kill the journalist <laughs> oh my god all right well look steven stop being dumb chris you apologize learn your lesson and spotify fuck you all right <laughs> Yeah, fuck you. I find my payment lapsed and they made me downgrade. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get to Pete's interview with Josh Scogan of 68. <laughs> I know we're talking about weather, but do you has it been like jacket one day short sleeve next day jacket one day short sleeve next day or is that just kind of my region right now that's what's but all our march has been like hey it's 80 degrees to it's snowing yeah yeah well georgia's weather's always a bit like that mm. um maybe maybe not as extreme as short sleeve to to jacket but uh even during the winter um you know it might we might have a risk of snow one day and and again that's a, a hilarious term compared to you know up north or anything but we may have a, a risk of snow one day and then the next you're in just a little light, you know, flannel, you know, um, that's dead of winter. And then heat dead of summer, you know, it might just be excruciatingly humid and gross one day. And then next week, like at, at the evening time, you know, you may throw on a, a, a you know, light, light flannel or something, you know, so we, we kind of go back and forth throughout the whole year. But um, to answer your question, like for the past month or so, I mean, it's been, for us, it's been right cold, you know, like, I mean, it's been like really, really cold and, and 
and I think today was the first day where I've legit got out my short sleeve shirt and was like, this is all I'm taking. <laughs> nice. That's like a yeah. win to me when I get to, I have the jacket in the truck and then I'm like, all right, all right. I don't want to put it on. If I don't put it on, I'll yeah. it's like a win. To yeah, me. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's no complaints. They're like, what do you want for dinner? Right. I, I don't care. Just, I, I yeah. wore short yeah. sleeves today. I, you know, I got to wear a metal <laughs> shirt and nobody messed yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So nice. excellent. Everybody out there, just in case we're talking weather. I got Josh from 68 on the phone and we are here to celebrate, man. Your guys' new record. Give one, take one. It's coming out March 26th. Um, yeah. Man exciting the energy let me let me let me first bring up because you know this is i feel your guys's most danceable record it's funky it's Thank groovy you. oh this is a compliment <laughs> i'm glad all right i'm like because I, I dude i'm just like my shoulders are moving and i'm used to listening nice. to the, like the chariot my head's bobbing but my shoulders sure, are moving sure. for 68 you know so tell me if that was something that you guys were looking to do to kind of get a groove into this new record um it wasn't pre-planned but as certain songs came to me and certain riffs. I mean, there's just certain things that come up and you, and you just kind of, you see the wave and you're like, well, let's ride that, you know? Um, uh, you know, there's a couple songs in particular that I would definitely say sound different than anything I've created before, at least in my opinion. Um, but, you know, when, when some things come up and you just sort of go, eh, you know, that was fun, but it's not for this album or for this record. But um, that sort of common thread popped up from time to time. And I, I just kind of rode the wave on in. And when when I sort of sat back and looked at the whole album, it felt right. It felt good. There was a couple of songs we ended up not putting on it that just didn't, you know, they, they were maybe good songs, but they didn't feel the same vibe. And, and uh yeah, so so it wasn't pre-planned, um, but it was definitely something that you know early on you you kind of see it happening and you just sort of embrace it, you know. Um, so I definitely I definitely was sort of along for the ride, and I definitely wasn't afraid of it. <laughs> nice man. Um, the the best thing about before I got to interview you on this record and I got to listen to it early and all that f- fantastic stuff was. On the press release, they sent over the video for the one of the singles, Bad Bite. And this video, nice. uh, I, I just kept watching it before I was like, all right, I got to interview. I got to try to interview Josh. Let me, but this video awesome. blew my mind. So t- just the fact that you guys put together such, probably my favorite video in a long time. The last video that did this to me, honestly, I'll tell the fans out there, uh, in flames <laughs> here, here until forever. And that's years ago. And if you guys haven't seen that video, it's amazing. Josh, I highly recommend it. But tell me about the making of this video, man. So, again, it just sort of developed. I, January of 2020, um, you know, which we were all different people, um, I had this idea that I wanted to do, I wanted to do an animated video and I wanted to show all of my mistakes, um, I wanted to embrace, you know, because not to get too philosophical, but, there, you know, this day and age, we have technology to cover every, you know, we can Photoshop our blemishes, we can, we can Pro Tools our, our, I mean, we can make everything perfect, you know, and I just wanted to do an animated video where I didn't polish it up, you know, I, I showed all the, the lines and all the extra stuff and, and, um, and so anyway, I started down that path, 
And the only rule I had was I can't hit, you know, Apple Z. You know, I can't, I can't if, if I make a line that goes too wide or too far, whatever, I can't go back on it. You know, it's there. I did it. I'm a human. It's real. Let's, let's celebrate it, you know. And um, so anyway, I started it, and I, have, and I started it out of complete ignorance, complete, uh, completely naive, because had COVID never happened, and, and I mean, I had a tour in February I was supposed to do, so I don't fully know what my plan was. Um, I think I was just going to work on it, you know, in between tours, and, and in my mind, it was only going to take, you know, two, three months, and Anyway, long story short, as we all know, we all got, you know, quarantined. And, and so I was just like, well, you know, here's a bad situation. Let me, what can I do to make the most of it? And so, of course, I just dove into that video head deep. And, um, you know, like I said, out of complete naive, being naive, I just, you know, thought it was going to take a couple months. And then sure enough, it took nearly the entire year. And, uh, and so, yeah. Anyway, when I finally got to see it all together, um, my computer's kind of slow. It's really, really old. It's just a laptop, so I had to kind of work on it on little bitty chunks, little little four second to five second chunks. Um, and so when I finally got to see it all together, I was, you know, I fully loved it. I fully embraced it. I was like, this is exactly what I'd hoped for. But I was fully aware and ready for like the label to go uh okay when are you gonna finish it like <laughs> this is garbage you know i mean it's all scratchy and it's all scribbly you know and um but to to my to the contrary they loved it they embraced it they they and I, 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 I didn't even i didn't even tell them the reasoning behind me doing it i didn't explain to them that i wanted to show all the mistakes and all the the imperfections you know because in a way that's sort of metaphorical to humans and you know that's that's what makes it so great is the differences and the uh, you would do it this way but i would do it this way but the end result when you kind of look back it's still beautiful and great and neither's wrong and i don't know there was just something very symbolic and, meta and metaphorical as i was working on it that i just really really loved and and i liked the idea of just showing you know all of the flaws that were out there and and sort of uh I don't know, like exposing them for what they are, which is, you know, in my opinion, it kind of makes it beautiful and it kind of adds to the energy. And, and, you know, that's in some ways that's where 68 lies anyway. So it just sort of developed and kind of became its its own thing. And thankfully I was able to finish it, um, you know, uh, I think August or September of 2020 is when the last like actual drawing thing happened. And then when I put it all together, there was a couple things I had to tweak here and there. And so, yeah, I, I finished it January of 2021 and, and it was, uh, it was great. It gave me a, a sweet video that I'm really stoked on. And it also kept me from twiddling my thumbs uh, for a whole year, year and a half, you know, which is not very healthy for me, uh, mentally. So, um, so yeah, it was sort of two birds, one stone with that thing beautiful man and and that the uniqueness is to its beauty and it's a perfect like companion piece to the record so if people see it ahead of time nice. like i did and then listen to the record it's like you feel like like the art bounces like i said it's danceable but it bounces at you and it's it's really cool nice. um yeah dude I, I hats off i think you did a fantastic job and i think that all Thank that you. effort you put in it shows and that's something that i really i really like how you touched on the mistakes making things beautiful. I feel like that 
making things unique, mistakes actually add to it. I've always felt that way. I, I, if I'm not Same. mistaken, like I, the, not to go back, but like the chariot, one of the records, didn't you guys just do it like live in studio? And yeah, and like let's just have the mistakes out there. Let's just present it straight up. I can't remember which record. Yeah. Is. I'm sorry our, about that. Yeah. So no, it's fine. Our, our very first record mm. was just recorded entirely live. We were in a studio, but it was recorded all live. And however it came out, it came out. And you know, I think we did like two, maybe three takes at the most, and whichever one was the keeper, you know, whichever one sounded the best, we we kept that. Um, but having said that, that that whole album was very specifically purposed like that. But every album we've done since then, and even with '68, there's parts, if not entire songs, where uh, you know th- there's just certain, like I said, it might be just a part where it's like, oh, we just need to record this live because it, because it's written like that. It's not written to be hit to a metronome or whatever. And then there's definitely been certain songs, same attitude, where it's just like, eh. Like this needs to feel. This needs to have kind of a push and a pull and something that if you mechanically go through and and you know uh, metronome it all out, it just it'll suck what it's meant to have. So every album I've ever been a part of has had uh, parts, if not entire songs, that we've done that. But yeah, that first record was like pretty in your face about it. <laughs> Beautiful man. And you did, not to bring up sad news, you did bring up, uh, you know, January 2020, how we've all changed, and you guys were going to jump out on tour in February, but one of the tours, if I'm not mistaken, you were going to get to play with Faith No More for a short yeah. run. And, uh, th- my and heart- Helmet. Oh, and Helmet, yeah. My heart <laughs> yeah. just dropped, man, because, I mean, uh, for same. me, I mean, like, you know, just to, to, to Sarah stage with someone like Mike Patton, I, I feel like would be yeah. a huge... Uh, for me just watching your body of work, you know? Um, what, what, I, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, I was just going to carry on with that. Same same with me. I mean, I, we. so the, the tour was Corn, Faith No More, and Helmet. And, um, I mean, Helmet is just one of those bands that, you know, I have adored since day one. And, and we, we've had the pleasure. We, we played a... Uh, um, uh, a cruise, um, oh, my mind just went blank, but, uh, uh, ship rocked. We played a cruise and they were on it. And like, literally there's so many bands on there and, and the, 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 the band I was most stoked to see was them. And I, I watched them side stage both, both times they played and was just in awe, you know? Um, so yeah, it was definitely, uh, there was a couple of tours, uh, some of which never got announced that, um, you know, but I mean, Everybody, you know, yeah. everybody has a story similar to that uh, on different scales. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, yeah, I can't complain about, you know, not having done a tour or something. And, and I'm friends with uh, uh, some of the people in some of those bigger bands, and, and they sure are trying to keep, to make the tour still happen. Just, in, it, it'll probably be 2022, I guess, you know, so, um, so hopefully maybe, you know, it'll still pan out. Who knows? fingers crossed on that man because i think that that show you just mentioned like you guys helmet faith no more corn oh man that'd be a fun one that would be fun (laughs) that would be fun (laughs) i I literally was like i get to watch this every night like that's that's like like that was my big like every night i was like i i am gonna watch every band every night like (laughs) 
yeah. <laughs> there's no reason to go get something to eat during either of those bands, you know. And so, uh, yeah, it's not every tour where, you know, I'm excited to watch every single band, um, but that was definitely one of them. Yeah, dude. And I mean, from from a fan perspective of all those bands, like I said, I think you guys fit perfect in the exposure awesome. uh, to those guys or to those fan bases. <clears throat> I think you would stick with them, which was which is really cool, man. Um, I did want to bring up a, we, we, the producer of the record is Nick Raskulinitz. I say his name wrong yeah. every time. Right. And um, you got it. You got it right. I got it right yeah. this time. I think yeah, I got yeah. it wrong like three times before. <laughs> I forgot who, who corrected me finally. And I'm like, it's stuck with me. Um, but yeah, dude, he, he is known for the style that he brings. He's worked with everybody from Stone Sour, Rush, Foo yeah. Fighters. And you guys got to work with him on this record. Uh, tell us about kind of that whole process, how you got linked up with him and uh, how he was working with you guys in the studio. So we were actually on tour with Stone Sour, um, and we hit Nashville, and he came out uh, to see them, and um, in his words, he was trying to find the backstage room uh, and, you know, caught our set and didn't stop watching. So uh, so after the show, um, we, you know, we just hooked up, and he was like, you know, I really enjoyed what I saw. I would love to record your band. And in my mind, if I'm being honest, I genuinely just thought he was kind of being, we, we were kind of in a circle. Um, Corey was there, Stone Sour, and there's actually some folks from Corn uh, there because a couple of them live in Nashville. And there's a few others. It was, it was kind of a, uh, a, a wild circle to be in, involved with. But um, so I genuinely just thought he was kind of just being nice because we just, played and and you know i know a few of those folks and so i just thought like what a nice guy and then yeah a couple weeks later um my manager calls and is like yo like this you know nick rescue links wants to record and i was like oh yeah he's a super nice guy like he actually met me up in nashville and stuff and he's like why would you not tell me that (laughs) and i'm like oh well you know i just i didn't i don't know i thought he was just being nice because we were kind of in good company and um, I didn't know that he was genuine, you know, like, like, and so anyway, now we're friends. Now we've, we've known each other. We actually did a, an EP over the summer together and, and we did this album and I mean, he's just such a good time. And, uh, to answer the you know second part of, 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 you know, working with him, he's, he's so, he's so brilliant. Um, you know, <clears throat> just the bands you mentioned that he's worked with. I mean, he think about the different styles we're talking about we're talking about Alice in Chains mm-hmm. and we're talking about Corn. we're talking about you know uh the Stone Sour and we're talking about um you know I don't even know all the bands he's done but you know Foo Fighters and and these are these aren't you know a lot of producers they do their one thing and they do it really well and with with uh Nick you know I'm genuinely kind of blown away because you know not everybody can do a Corn album into an Alice in Chains album. You know what I mean? Those are very different needs and, and, and how do you, uh, you know, bring the best out of each of those, you know? So anyway, you know, his, his level of expertise is, is just phenomenal. And then also his, his level of, uh, experience, you know, there's just so many things that he's dealt with in the past or whatever. And so, um, so it was a real, real pleasure working with him and, uh, and he fully, you know, the only even kind of concern, you know, when I first, first, uh, I flew up to Nashville to meet him for a couple of days before we fully 100% went 
forward with it because I was just nervous that he might have thought, you know, here I am. I don't know. In my mind, I was like, he may think we're a top 40s type of band <laughs> and we're not. <laughs> and I don't know that we ever will be exactly. And so I was just sort of like, making, but he fully got it. He fully understood sort of where we're coming from. And, you know, I don't want things polished and, and shiny i want them to feel real and i'm not the tightest guitarist ever and i don't want to fake that i am you know and he fully fully dove headfirst and and got it you know and even though he's worked with allison chains who you know is just guitar god and 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 solos and all this stuff you know i'm i'm in there literally inventing my quote unquote guitar solo in, in on the spot you know <laughs> he's like wait so what goes here and i'm like oh it's a guitar so I'll, I'll just kind of figure it out as i go and he's like what are you talking about i'm like well i don't really write guitar solos i was like i'll just you know i'll do it like give me five six takes it, it'll 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 show itself you know and and he you know was hesitant but then he's like yeah this is sounding great like let's you know so uh but i just i laugh when i think about the the contrast and the, the dichotomy of you know uh jerry Cantrell and and myself and and others i mean other, there's so many other people that are just real musicians that he's dealt with and then here i am just like you know <laughs> give me a few takes i'm sure something will pan out you know <laughs> spontaneous he the spontaneous thing it's great yeah you're right probably like Ru he did rush too he did um yeah yeah and i can I, so I, many. I don't know that like i can just imagine him being intimidated by them <laughs> like all right yeah i'm not gonna say nothing you guys i'm just gonna watch and do that but uh exactly and then he can bring that in there but yeah i think that spontaneous thing that you guys captured the energy first um has always been what draws listeners into you guys. And I'm sure as a producer, awesome. he, he probably jumped on that as well and all that. So was there ever a time you had to do a guitar solo and in, in on the spot, like during a recording and it just didn't work and you're like, all right, I'll accept this. <laughs> not yet. So not yet. Okay. <laughs> that's that. I'd be like, um, Oh man, I, I'm fine. Just that's, that's fine. I did 12. <laughs> I don't know what I like. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't do too many yeah. guitar solos yeah. and there, there probably needs to be, you know, some definitions here because I would imagine I, I've never worked with him, but I would imagine, you know, Jerry Cantrell showing up with sort of like, this is what I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. Here are the Absolutely. notes that sound the best. Um, here are all, you know, 900 notes I'm about to play. And I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll hit like 12 and I'll bend some, like, cause if I hit one in the wrong note, I'll just bend it to the right note. You know, I can hear that I've messed up. I'll just bend it to the right. You know? And, uh, so, you know, if I was to, to, to attempt in a hilarious, uh, you know, SNL skit type form, if I was to attempt to write a, uh, an Allison Chains guitar solo, the same way I write my own, I'm sure it would fail. But because of the type of, you know, um, quote unquote guitar solos I write, it's, it's, I, I can almost always pull it off. And like I said, so far, so good, you know, so Excellent. I do like <laughs> the hardest part, mm -hmm. the hardest part is actually, you know, at some point I've got to actually kind of like study it and memorize it so I can kind of play it somewhat the same way every time I, when I do it live, mm -hmm. that's the hardest part for me is to like, okay, you, you can wing it to some degree, but for the most part, it's got to have somewhat of that same melody or at least the same sort of uh rhythm that you know so there are there's always a moment you know where i'm like okay i need to actually kind of like study what i did you know re-remember what i did and then and then actually 
memorize it like a real guitarist would need to do you know so that's the hardest part for me <laughs> absolutely no dude I, I i get that and that's the thing about if you're doing like a free form type of thing is that recreating it it's going to change yeah. with time i always assume that like uh eventually the the way you recorded something on the record after playing live for a while you're like now now it sounds like this is that something oh, yeah. that you guys uh do a lot in uh with 68 that you're like all right we kind of it's evolved to oh, uh, yeah yeah well, to a live we don't version. we don't have uh we don't have set lists and we don't even have like set um like even the songs they'll kind of morph and change and these some some parts we'll know like hey we'll just kind of free jam this for a bit but then there's some parts that just sort of develop into a free jam um it's hard to explain but it just it really does just sort of come naturally and so um a i think just playing it you know everybody every every band i know of you know they write the songs and then they record them um very rarely do you write a song and you get to play it for four or five years and then record it you know but once you've recorded it you play it however long your band lasts you know so four five six seven ten years whatever and so yeah it's gonna morph it's gonna change just naturally just just even the bare bones of it but the way we perform songs with the very free-floating attitude and and like i said some parts get longer some parts get shorter some parts are specifically they're purposefully uh free jam parts and then some of them just sort of develop um they are, I mean, some of them are, are hard to even, like, you know, especially from, like, our first record, you know, some of them are very, like, wait, is that the same song as that, you know, um, and for the most part, I embrace that, you know, um, every now and again, I'll actually listen to the album somehow, uh, you know, kind of on accident or something, I'll be like, oh, wait, I actually missed that part, we should do that, 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 I like the way that was, you know, let's go back to that, and, and here we are having played it for a couple of years, so I'm like, yeah, people have heard it this way, so we'll do that, you know, but, um, for the most part, I mean, evolution is great, and, and, and as we evolve, hopefully in theory, that's always up, upwards and onwards, you know, so I'm, I embrace the changes that come, and and uh, and I, I really enjoy that process, and it's like if you wanted to hear the record, you can go listen to the record, it still exists, you know, mm -hmm. um, but you're here to see us live, so what's going to happen tonight, that's, that's a single stamp of time, you know, that we are all involved with, that you know, for better or worse, here it comes, and and it's something that only we got to enjoy that night. You know, tomorrow's crowd they'll get tomorrow's show, but tonight's we have this. You know, so um, I, I like that part of it. You know, uh, dude, as a fan, I, I agree with everything you just said, especially from the <laughs> uh, audience perspective. One thing I did want to bring up, and this is just a theory of mine, and and there's probably like little truth to it, but whenever a duo comes together, I feel like the limitations of what they can do is like pretty much out the window because it's two people and they get to decide where they go. I think of bands, me growing up, that really just always put out really inventive records that were duos and then did whatever they want. I'm talking about like Ween, Local H, bands like this, even the White Stripes. Yeah. Do you feel like there is less um, limitations being in a duo opposed to a band of like five, six members where a lot of opinions are kind of uh, involved? <clears throat> Um, I, I, I would agree with that. Mm. I think, uh, I mean, I would, I am a big fan of less cooks in the kitchen. Mm. Um, for me, myself and how I personally work, I think there's a lot of people that would, uh, disagree with that and, and be right in disagreeing with it. But for me and how I work, I do think, um, 
you know, less cooks in the kitchen is, is uh, <clears throat> a good thing. And so, yeah, I could imagine a scenario where, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to have two people on the same wavelength, you know, rather than five, you know, or, you know, even more. Um, I've always been really blessed with the band members that I've had. Um, speaking of like the chariot and before then, um, I've, you know, been able to sort of, uh, people have trusted me, even if it's a weird, you know, even if it's like, Hey, I want to do a song that's just a clean and beautiful piano and I want to scream over it. It's like, or I want to do a song that's, uh, you know, a spaghetti Western vibe. Like <laughs> there, people have had the, um, you know, that, that, that would take somebody a lot of convincing, I think, on a, in, a, in a normal scenario. But um, I've, you know, been able to be around people that, you know, really trusted me for the most part. And if I, if I say something's going to work, um, I'll be the first one to, to say, nope, it didn't work, pull it. You know, I, I'm by far the, the, the most uh, critique person of my own work. So, um, so you know, to answer your question in short form, yes, I think it is way easier to have two people on the same wavelength than to try to have five. Um, but, you know, I, having said that, I, I, I definitely have no complaints from, you know, my previous endeavors, and, and I think we've all been as close to, that you can get, um, even though the chariot always had different members coming in and out, um, you know, we've always been able to, uh, ride a very common thread when it comes to how, you know, I want to write songs or how I want to put out albums and stuff like that. And so it's been a, it's been a very, uh, painless process. Um, but sure, I'm sure it's easier for two people to, you know, jump on the same thing than to ha try to get five people on the same. I mean, <clears throat> if we're going to get real practical, just talking about where to go eat, you know what I mean? No, it, takes, uh, <laughs> it takes me and Nico one, one five minute discussion where I go, where do you want to go eat? And then we go there. Uh, whereas, you know, in the chariot, I mean, it could be a 20 minute conversation and you still have no idea where everyone wants to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, just that alone is, is proof of, of concept, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that totally perfect analogy. We've all been there. <laughs> We've all been there, dude. So um, last thing I did want to bring up, I really, throughout your career, there's always this like, your music always gave me, gave me this cinematic kind of element when I listen to the records. Um, nice. And it puts me like just in this visual mindset. Like we bring up the video, I want everybody to make sure you guys go check out the Bad Bite video. I said it again. It's one of my favorites for since a long time. But Thank um, you. cinematically, you as a creator, where do you think, if you had to put it in like a movie form or genre or even like a filmmaker, where would you say give one, take one lands? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, hmm, I'd have to think on that one because yeah. there is a lot of boogie to it. Um, but, you know... I think I'm I'm initially just gravitating towards like directors I love and <laughs> who I would love to see that you know, um, but I you know I think of like a you know um, sort of a Guy Ritchie mm. uh, you know uh, sort of a Baby Driver that that movie I don't know if you've yeah. seen that movie that movie rules and just the high pace like something's always kind of going down, but it's still got a quirkiness. It doesn't take itself too seriously. 
so I don't know what genre that is, but, you know, just the, whatever genre is sort of, you know, um, and that sort of a high pace, you know, a bit ADD, but, but never taking yourself too seriously and, and understanding that, you know, let's, let's have a good time. You know, we can talk about some real deep stuff that, you know, to, to get off my chest and to, uh, to be sort of mentally therapeutic, but Hey, you know, we can always just chuckle at, you know, something, uh, you know, as silly as honey, you only love me for my riffs, you know, um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, a, let's not take ourselves too seriously, you know, <laughs> yeah. perfect answer. I'm going to say the auteur uh, way you got early, you, go. you got Edgar Wright later on. I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw early PT Anderson. That's like that's the cinematic vibe I felt a lot. Oh, yeah. And then yeah, you bring up early Guy Ritchie um, as well. I'm assuming early yeah. Guy Ritchie because uh, King yeah. Arthur and I don't know he's he's been doing these big movies for a minute, right? <laughs> but, yeah, and they're good he's gentlemen. Been, when I say Guy Ritchie, you yeah. know what I'm talking Snatch, about. Snatch, we're talking. Yeah, we yeah. know Lockstock. Yep, absolutely perfect, perfect. Yeah, that's yeah. that's how it is. I know that was kind of a tough question. I appreciate you playing ball with that one, man. And, and I think you nailed it. So <laughs> I'll, nice. give you, I'll give you that all day. So everybody, one more time, I got to tell you guys, fun record, great record, man. I'm so excited Thank that I, I got Thank to you so much. promote this one on my show. Super ecstatic. 68s, give one, take one. We're going to play a couple tracks right after the interview. With that, though, Josh, I want to thank you so much, dude, for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast. Dude, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. 
Sucks Podcast.
Metal Sucks Podcast.
right, guys, the last songs you heard were 68, Bad Bite, and 68, The Knife, The Knife, The Knife, and Mythic Sunshine off the new album, Wildfire, dropping April 2nd. That was going up. Well, guys, I had a great time without Pete doing the Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, not saying that I didn't miss Pete. It was... Uh, but you know what, though? I, I do. We're always off the rails without yes, him. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we talk more about penises. Yes. Always. It's, always it's, I, I will say that there's there, there's more fun, but the structure is all over the place. It is. And I think my attention deficit affects not only Jocelyn, but Sylvia. <laughs> well, my ADHD just, bounces off your ADHD, yeah. which bounces off Sylvia's yeah. whatever yeah. she's got. And then it just comes back and forth. Yeah. And then I just don't focus. Yeah, that's, exactly. what's, that's what's going on. That's what it is. You know how you know how women, they you know, when they, they sync up when they're all in the same okay. room, that's what happens with ADD. Us talking about <laughs> races too like far. Gooch talking too about far. women. That's been this week's podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys oh next week. Over and out. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off.